You're listening to the Functional Nerds Podcast with your hosts, Patrick Hester and Tracy Townsend. So not used to, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say, I'm so not used to it being just us. And then we still get the music. Usually it's like just us. And it's sort of like, so, hey, I <laughs> like, know, I, yeah. know. Yeah. I did that. I, I, I did that on purpose for you because I was trying to get you pumped up, pumped yeah. up for the end yeah. of the year. But indeed. And, and as if you've been keeping an eye on my social media at all, which, of course, is your job to keep up with me in all respects. The fact that you um, finished your your notes yes. for your students. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. Um, that's good partner in crime right there. Um, so yes, I am. I'm currently drinking a celebratory, not alcohol, but it's it's sangria senorial, which is basically fancy sparkly juice that's supposed to make you feel like a grown up if you're not, which means that is literally branded for me. So hey, how you doing? There you go. There you go. <sighs> so yeah, the you know I. I did see that post. I haven't posted anything, but I just logged out of the work computer for the first time in a really, really long time. Uh, normally, I just let it run, but yeah. I closed everything and logged out because I'm off for the next three days. That's good. That's yeah. good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let it sit there and not ding. It's gonna sit there and think in. about what it did. <laughs> Yeah, think about it. You think about it. You think about what you put me through this year. You're in timeout, computer. That's, that's how this works right now. Unfortunately, I have to log back into it on Monday, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It never um, it never quite goes away. We're, we're going from PTO to flex time next year. Okay, so how does that, how what does that even that. mean, like, in, in the world so, of... So, so PTO... And this is a, this is a just us episode that's going actually in the feed, not just going to the patrons because it's a year end recap thing. It has nothing to do with being ghosted by a guest. Anyway, <laughs> so oh, <no. laughs> the in, in the corporate world, PTO is paid time off, and you accrue it. So you, you get uh, every every hour you work, you accrue a little bit of vacation time. And yeah, but I'm familiar are, with the PTO concept, but like how, how that differs stuff. from flex time. Okay, so, gotcha, gotcha. So flex time, so you, you do have an upper limit and obviously, you know, they don't want you to take 100 hours all at, at once, a go. like if you yeah. happen to have it. Mm -hmm. But uh, so PTO is accrued. Flex time is, we don't really think that PTO is working and, and we kind of do flex time anyway is the message that we got because it's like, even if you don't have any time accrued and you ask for time off, they'll give it to you mm -hmm. kind of thing. So mm -hmm. now flex time is that you don't accrue anything. So you don't have a bank of hours sitting there to be used. You, you just basically say, Hey, I need a couple of days off. And they go, have you done your work? You say, yes. They say, okay. How does this not turn into a device for the evil corporate overlords, though? To... I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. And what they're saying is, and, it, and and I get what they're saying. Like, right now, if you don't have time and you ask for time off, they'll give you time off. Mm-hmm. Like, if you didn't have anything accrued. So they're okay. like, they're like, we're already doing that. So we're just not going to accrue it anymore. And don't worry about it. So it's an interesting it's an interesting thing that's happening to me in 2022. But that's the future. Yes, that we, is we, this episode literally is about the past. hours yes. away. Yes. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about that for hours. Yes, it is a countable number of hours. Yes, we're here to talk about the year that was, the year that's going away. Yeah, this episode should be should be available to the world. Um, Gosh, a week from from today. In fact, we're exactly, actually recording. Yes. We're recording on a release day, so which means yes. Patrick is being made to do some serious extra hustle here. Well done, Patrick. <laughs> and so we we were talking about kind of reflect because this is our first full year from from January to the next January that you and I have been a um, a partner in crime unit here, and so it it does feel like it's about time to kind of sit back and <laughs> and look at the vista, look at the look at our field. Look at look at our fox. Look at the fox that we, we may or may not have to give. Forty six episodes went into the feed this year. Forty six, nice. And you can say there's fifty two weeks in a year. Mm -hmm. 
there there was a conversation at one point where I said to Tracy, Tracy, you don't have to book us every single week. We can take breaks for holidays. And yeah, you it went, was a little bit oh. of a thing. There was yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there we was didn't a have whole thing episodes. last year, right around this time, where right. Patrick was trying to figure out how to very gently tell me that like we don't have to record twenty five weeks out of the year. Like that's <laughs> that's actually okay to not do the thing. Uh, and so, so that was uh, that was eye opening, um, and fortunately was pretty easy to resolve. It was just a matter of jumping into the schedule before any publicist got there and going holiday break, uh, and putting that. And yeah, yeah. And I believe so, ten episodes went to just the patrons, mm-hmm. and I believe there was ten because of the crap that happened in my life. So we, yeah. we missed a couple of months, but we tried to make it up by doing extra special long episodes for the patrons so uh, if you were if you were backing us at a certain level on patreon uh you didn't you didn't get 56 episodes because a couple of those just us episodes went into the feed you probably got 54 53 total episodes mm-hmm. so you, you got a year's worth of episodes if you were a patron backer yeah for sure for sure which is pretty cool it was a very busy year it was a very yeah. busy year Yep. So, wow. I mean, I, I spent a while before we got on the link together here, just leafing through the notebook that I've got going. And um, it is, is significant for two reasons. One, this is, this is, I'm getting near the point where I'm going to have to start a new notebook. Um, I just all did. The, yeah. Yeah. I just started a new notebook and I don't like it. I'm going to have to get a different notebook. Oh no, it's no, it's no, no bueno. But yeah, and uh, you we, don't, you don't know until you start using it. Yeah. It's like, it's a relationship. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. You think everything is fine. You know, then it's like, Ooh, this is a sexy notebook. We're going to get along great. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, the notebook is snoring. It, yeah. It does you dirty. It's bad. It's bad. I like the ones that have a little pen loop on the front. I'm bougie like that. Um, so- <laughs> yeah. I've got, see in the past I've used, and I'm going to show you these real quick. I know you're trying to get to your notebook, but we're going to. No, no, no. It's good. This is, this is great radio. I've, I've used like these notebook. in the past. These in the past. So these are nice. Oh, it's a moleskin sort of thing. Yeah. And they've the got band. the little strappy bandy thing. Yeah. No, no yeah. pen loop, no pen loop, but I do like the, the designs that I get on the covers. There's like the sure. designs. Yeah. Um, but now like I went, I just went to home. No, I went to Staples. And I got mm-hmm. a eco-friendly one that is bigger, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. Oh, yeah, that is much bigger. I'm showing yeah. the size; they're 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 quite yes. a lot bigger. And I just yes. I don't like it. It's eco-friendly though. I was trying to be eco-friendly. I was trying to use one with recycled paper and all that good stuff. Eco, why do you have to disappoint us like this? We want to help it you did, out. It did disappoint me. It's just too <laughs> too darn big. Yeah, the quote, Back to the Future. You're just too darn loud. It's too darn big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so, you're going through your notes. You're finding yeah, all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we started, um, gosh, we started the, the new year of 2021, back when it was the new year, with Ryan Van Loan. Uh, he yes. was our first guest of the year. And we just... Uh, kind of cutting ourselves off at the episode that's just recently released, Monica Byrne closed the year out for us. And of course we had the 500th episode uh, with Kat Valenti. So that was super exciting. And I'm very happy to have run on the coattails of that. We have the ridiculously ambitious, biggest pain in the ass, never, ever, ever book it this way again, Tracy, please God episode um, with uh Cassandra Kaw, Genevieve um, Gornacek, and Caitlin Starling, which is where we learned that uh, Zencaster doesn't like five people. No, but now they're they're beta testing ten. Are you kidding me? No, oh, I could so get, when I, I could make your life so miserable. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I when I log into the dashboard now, before we click record, it tells me how many people of ten we have. Mm. So. So it, it, it might go up to 10 at some point. But yes, that was the one where we found out that, that five was pushing it at the time. They, five was pushing Zencaster it. And we did not like five. And, and, and so for those of you who are regular listeners, um, first off, congratulations. And also, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> for those of you who are regular listeners and remember this episode, what we were talking about, that's the triptych of Vampire the Masquerade novellas that were all bundled together. Um, 
what made this extraordinary was not just that five people was hard to edit and Zencaster was kind of barfing a little bit and all of this sort of stuff, uh, but also the fact that that the specific way that Zencaster barfed, uh, that we had to kind of cut the episode at the midpoint and then resume by starting the recording again on an off week. And Patrick, like a total pro, takes a note <laughs> of the question that Cassandra Kaw was in the middle of answering so that when, when all three of them returned, he was able to go to to them and to say to, to Cass, all right, here was the question that you were answering when everything cut out. And then, so if you, if I'm describing to you something that sounds like a Frankenstein's monster of cutting things together and fusing to make it seem as if nothing weird happened and it is incredible to you that this happened and you didn't know, guess what? That's how good Patrick is. So well done, Patrick. Thank you. This I, is, this is, this is my life. <laughs> it's I terrible. Let that sit there. Oh, let that sit there without comment. Yeah. It's, you know what? It, it hearkened back to the, good old days we'll say yeah. when i used to have to do a lot of of cutting and, and moving things around back when we very first started i was recording everything using GarageBand on mac because it was free well GarageBand handles things in a completely different way than a lot of other editing software mm -hmm. and it used to make putting things together quite a challenge <laughs> I'm actually did you ever I'm, a moment I'm, when something caustic spilled on you and you're like, Watson, come here. I need you. <laughs> like, did you... <laughs> no, but I was, I was actually very, I hadn't even thought about this until just now this minute. When, when I started working for Murr and, and doing, I should be writing. She made me change to mm -hmm. a different software. Cause she's like, Nope, I'm going to give you my files in, in this. And I want you to create them in this and then give me those files and, and I'll have backups and blah, 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 blah. And so that's when I started using Amadeus pro. Mm -hmm. And Amadeus Pro ha just handles things a lot better and makes it a little bit smoother. So when I do have those multiple tracks like that, and I do have those weird moments, it's a little bit easier to put those things together. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Well, thank God. That's so not I, a challenge I, for you to. No, to like, yeah, no, no. I promise. I, like that I'm not gonna book eight <laughs> people. I promise. I promise. Not at once, anyway. Um, mm. Like over the course of a couple months. Um, but you know, I. So, okay, we've talked about, like, the, the Frankenstein episode. We've talked about uh, the first episode of the year, the last episode of the year, the 500th episode. What jumps out to you in, in 2021 as a sort of high watermark or a, a particularly memorable There, there were several, several memorable things. I, you know, I still get stuck on the episode with Lauren O'Connor. Where we talked oh, about Robin. Well, and I was going to pick her as my favorite. I had I had two categories. My favorite of the few I had to do solo, and my favorite that was both us. And she's my favorite for both us. So <laughs> please go ahead. No, I mean, you know me. I I I love to talk about Dick Grayson, and I love to talk mm -hmm. about Robin. And so mm -hmm. that was just a that was just a blast for me to be able to do that, and and kind of geek out on it. I I, I won't say that I I haven't geeked out much recently because mm -hmm. I have. But not to the level that I did then. Yeah. You know, I yeah. just, I just have some, I still have that book sitting right here, which is kind mm -hmm. of funny. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's just, he's, he's always been my favorite character in the Bat family. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So just to, to be able to talk about him, I, I was very excited about the 500th episode and having it be Cat Valenti, I thought was, was perfect. You know, the 400th episode, believe it or not, was Gail Carriger and Tom Merritt. Oh, wow. Okay. And and so we we brought in Kat Valenti for the 500th and she was wonderful. It was a great conversation. And mm -hmm. I want to say it was one of the most downloaded episodes of the year as well. Oh, so yeah. that that was cool. I really enjoy always talking to Kat Rambo. Kat is a blast. Yeah. Kat Rambo yeah. is also a blast and so is Ellen Datlow. Yeah. And and so those were some of the ones that stood out to me as just being really really fun. Really, yeah, really fun. for sure. For sure. I, um, I love talking to Lauren, like you were, and, mm -hmm. and, and for me, it was eye opening at the level of, um, you know, unlike you, Dick Grayson is a character who I have pretty shallow knowledge of. Um, like I, I know him only in, in very broad strokes because my, my 
bat knowledge tends to be just all of it hovers at a much at a much uh, more surface level than yours. And this is, by the way, um, appreciably ironic because I'm literally wearing a Batman tee right now as we're looking <laughs> at each other. Um, and I'm wearing Green so, Arrow, which is right. Cool. And so we're just, you know, I'm I'm a Marvel Comics girl through and through. Really, I kind of bleed Excelsior. Um, but I do uh, in the in the DC universe. I have always loved Batman. And so it was fun for me on that level to kind of see what could Lauren bring to us that would kind of deepen my knowledge, especially since she's writing for an audience that doesn't necessarily know comics or care about comics. She was writing for an audience that cares about like teenagers and, uh, you know, where people, how people grow and how people change. And the fact that she decided to do that through the lens of comics was just ridiculously cool. Um, And I mean, just not to, put a weird spin on this on any level, but this, it was definitely when I had the opportunity to book Lauren and and have that conversation with you, with her, um, it was definitely in my mind that you had had a really super shit year. Um, (laughs) And I was like, it is about time to serve Patrick some candy. (laughs) And it was just honestly great to get to what it was like. It was like getting to introduce someone to your puppy who you really love and you're like yeah. hey meet my puppy patrick like he's he, he's gonna love you it's gonna be great and the next thing you know like i was just like sitting back a lot of the time be like i'm just gonna let them go off <laughs> and it was great I appreciate that. yeah it was it was yeah. a lot of fun oh my gosh i i had um i definitely had a few episodes where they were sort of like my puppy candy moments and that that may be transparent to the listeners uh, because of, of how I cope slash don't cope in those situations. <laughs> um, but I, some of my favorites in terms of like the level of raw personal squee I was at, I uh, love talking to Helene Wecker, um, love talking to Kat Valenti, love talking to Becky Chambers. Um, those were all really fun conversations for me with people whose writing I genuinely admire and get excited by. So that was very cool. So I have, a, I have a self-serving almost sort of question. Yeah. Do you feel that the, you know, being part of the podcast has given you the opportunity to talk to these people where maybe you wouldn't have before unless you actually went to a con? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's on some level, I've had two different relationships with other authors for a while now. For the longer time, my relationship has been as someone who teaches science fiction and fantasy, coming up to them like, hi, I teach your works, and I would like to connect in some way you with my classroom, or can I talk to you about this thing? Or like, I just put this thing of yours on my syllabus. And there is something about writers, man, where very few of them, I think, ever get to the point of being so certain of their own greatness that being told things like that doesn't knock them on their heels. Yeah. Like they all, they're all like, I'm, I'm on your syllabus. Why? <laughs> sort of the, like, but thank you. But why? Um, tends to happen a lot. And so that has for a long time, whether it's in the con circuit or in other conversational spaces, been my, my in, so to speak, to knowing other writers. Sure. And m- more recently has been being an author myself, but I'm not, I'm, I'm like low, 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 mid best. I'm like, there's like, there's like a ceiling and that's where the mid list is. And I'm sort of like patching its holes, like it's sort of where I live in the world of, of being an author. Um, so some of them know me from that aspect and some of them know me from that other aspect, but obviously the podcasting is something different because everybody wants to have conversations about their work um, on sure. some level um, that, or they want like the magical fairy to just come and like whoop, download the work into the people's heads and then they get a royalty and that'd be great. Um <laughs> to be much less awkward, I think, for lots of them who are like the whole reason I'm as a writer is I don't want to talk to people. Um, but yeah, so it's it's definitely some of them. It's been a matter of just reconnecting with them and saying, "Hey, you know me? Well, we did the thing. I'm also doing this other thing now. You wanna <laughs> you wanna hang out?" And for some of them, it's been sort of like I wouldn't have dared, except now I'm in this space with Patrick, and I I'm gonna shoot my shot and and reach out to some people. That's awesome. Yeah. That really is. I mean, I can't, I felt the same way when, when I started getting into this, it was, it was, it was a different opportunity to have conversations with people that I might not mm-hmm. otherwise get to have conversations with. And at the same time, I also got to have conversations with people that I really, really liked 
and mm-hmm. who I had talked to at conventions. Yeah. You know, there was, there's lots of people that you sit down and you just have a great conversation and, at a convention and you go, God, I wish I'd recorded that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and now you kind of can. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that is, that that's something that you're, you're realizing as an opportunity. Oh, sure. And, and you're getting to squee. <laughs> Yeah, the there have been a lot of episodes good. where you squeed quite a bit recently. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, there have definitely been been some where I've where I've um, lost my shit in unseemly ways. <laughs> but we know we know from experience that this this apparently um, pleases at least some of the patrons. Who um, I at this point I, I want to make like a like a hit board of some kind. Like, what's the icon for spit takes? Like, what can we, like, smashing those as stamps on the side of, like, the fighter jet or whatnot or the bomber? Like, how many how many people can we take out with public hilarity? <laughs> Are you talking about the spit take that I got out of you in a Just Us episode? Um, certainly that. I think that's, that's going to count for double. Like, if we if we spit take listeners, then that's great. That's But I think that's also to some degree expected. I think if we ruin each other, then that's that's, like, double hit. Right there. So this is like the this is like the classic Carol Burnett slash SNL moment where they just can't keep it together and they start. Yeah, yeah, you got to break the other guy somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah, got to do the thing. Oh, for sure. Well, I Fine. mean, and I I think going back to um, you know things to look forward to, things that that the podcast can make happen. Um, we we've got people booked for. Um, mm-hmm for most of early 2022 already slots are open however for late <laughs> march and april for interested publicists hit me up um so but getting back on track here um some of them are folks who we've meant to talk to for a long time and we were just like really excited to see that like oh they got a book coming out like i would i would talk to you for no reason at all whenever but could i could i talk to you now like extra now like and i don't even really want to drop names or anything so i feel like it would be spoiling stuff but well and we're going to try and experiment if if uh, you know as we're as we're ending ending the the year that is 2021 we are seeing some things happen i know that a lot of people are lamenting on on the social medias right now the cancellation of various shows that they had planned to go see live shows musicals yeah. uh here locally they were going to do the lion king mm-hmm. which is a holiday thing that they do and apparently now they're canceling the shows uh due to covid yeah. so there's there's speculation and concern about like what are what are we going to do with cons in the next mm-hmm. year yeah and i've got i've got one coming up in january in colorado springs i haven't heard anything on that they're canceling but uh, obviously, we're going to try to go to Capricorn as well. Mm-hmm, and yeah. uh, part of the plan at Capricorn is to try to do some live recordings, which we haven't done in years. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why there's some openings in your schedule right now is because we're yeah. we're hoping that we can get some Capricorn recordings, uh, despite the fact that Canelli Joe refused to go to the Worldcon business meeting and get us a very special Hugo category. He just flat out refused to do it. So... That's okay. That's okay. I, you know, I'm just going to give him a long disappointed mom stare when I see him next time. He probably just decided to go bowling. (laughs) There's gotta be, I mean, it's it's all Washington DC, right? There's gotta be a bowling alley somewhere. Yeah. Well, I heard there is one in the white house. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is a thing. I think who had the bowling alley put in? That's been there for a couple of, couple of presidencies or something. It's been there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not new. Yeah, because mm-hmm. apparently the president can't just go down to the local bowling alley and it's a thing. Yeah, that's that's. I suspect that would cause a bit of a stir. Hmm. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, we pause. we have actually talked about a couple of people that I'd I'd love to get on again, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, shooting for twenty twenty two to try to 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 do that and. I'm excited about that. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Always looking to to get new new shenanigans and and new people around. Um, I managed to just break my pen, which you may have heard. Oh no! In the background, I just looked down. And I've been flicking the little like clips inside your shirt. If you're that sort of a person, uh-huh. thing, and now it's gone. Um, that's fine. 
this is you fine. Know, when, this is this is not and this is not a prelude of the future in any back way. Back then, long time ago, when I was working for my aunt and uncle, uh, my aunt did all the purchasing of the office supplies. Mm-hmm. She would not buy a cookie pen. Oh, because they make her nuts. Yeah. I oh, see. The clicky pen is the original fidget. She hated, that. She hated like, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the original fidget before we had like spinners and monkey squeezes and all those mm-hmm. sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, for sure. That's some good radio right there. Clicky pens, clicky, clicky, clicky pens. Oh yeah. yeah. So you you we kind of talked about some favorite guests. Did you have any other favorite guests that was a, a combo deal with both of us? Oh gosh, with I mean, with both of us. If not, it's fine. I, I, we can we can move into your we can move into the times when you were having to do some stuff by yourself. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look back here, and I feel like the biggest douche that I don't remember this. Oh, that's why it's not in the notebook. It's when okay, so funny story. Um, so a while back, like late summer, early fall, um, we were doing recordings. And I ended up um, doing recordings and then needing to go to a friend's house uh, who lives in Lombard. And for those of you who know the Chicago area, Lombard is one of the many suburbs. Uh, It's about a half an hour out from the particular suburb where I live. And so my husband and I were hopping in the car to go see this dude in Lombard right after I got done recording. But the gig was I had a class I was teaching for the Rambo Academy. Uh, that was going to be that afternoon too. And so I brought my functional nerds notebook with me because I was bringing all my like podcasting stuff with, I don't know why, by the way, I did that because spoiler about the next part coming up here. Um, because I, I needed it to run my Rambo Academy class. I, I needed, you know, the, the camera and the, the mic and all the good stuff. And I was going to run it in this guy's office and then come down to play games afterwards. Um, and it was going to work out fine because his job is that he's a professional podcaster, like professionally and works out of his like actually makes money doing it. He's like the one guy you can't do that thing that you do at cons with like, how do I make money with podcasting? Don't. The, he does. Um, so he's worked for like WGN and Discovery and various other things over the years. I don't know why I even bothered bringing my own mic set and stuff because he has a whole fucking booth um, <laughs> there. With like, why did I do this? So anyway, having brought my Yeti that has been paid for by Functional Nerds Patreon money, thank you, patrons, um, and so on, I wanted to make sure that I packed it all up. And so did the Rambo Academy class, went to pack it all up, forgot my Functional Nerds notebook. Oh no. And so it lived for like a solid month at my friend Cody's house before he came over here to do some gaming and brought it back. This is a very long way of saying I don't have because it was written in a completely separate notebook where like two weeks worth of recordings ended up being. What was the name of our Tasmanian guest? I can't believe I'm blanking. Oh. The poor guy who was like at two in the morning is in the hoodie and you kept making warner brothers jokes to him and he was suffering wow, so yes yeah oh, he suffered you really bravely yeah yeah uh, it was a lot of fun that was that was like our weekend of of international recording too because our other guest that weekend if i recall correctly was our irish guest um whose name i have also blanked on because i am a bad bad hostess i am looking when was that? September, I think. I think I, I think I went the wrong direction here. Hold on. I was looking at the website and I think I went in the wrong direction. As far oh, as no. Patrick is traveling through time and he's gone the wrong way. We'll never I get did. him back. Oh, K.E. Flan was fun. So was Zen Rocklin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We had Alex Harrow, Helene Wacker, Ryan O'Nan. It was before uh, Ryan. Clark, no, not Clark T. Carlson. Mm-mm. We had Peter F. Hamilton and Gareth Powell. Yeah, it was before them. We had good old Jason Sanford. Mm-hmm. Justin Woolley? Yeah. It was Justin. Okay. Justin was fun. I liked him. He was good people. <laughs> That's when we, we, we freaked out because we didn't realize the time zone difference. I felt I, mean, I felt awful. I'm sure you felt awful. I um, did because we've we've made we've made allowances for people in other time zones in the past. It's like we've reached out. To, uh, I remember when we did a very very long time ago, 
Yeah. Um, oh, now I'm going to blank on his name. But he was in Israel at the time. So it oh, was very oh. difficult. Oh, Didi. Hmm? Now it's Didi time. Okay, no, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's... Um, oh, come on. Levi Tidar? Yes, Levi Tidar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And at the time he was in Israel. So it was wild time zone difference and yeah. we had to do some stuff to, to make it happen. Uh, we tried to get people who live in Japan, but they're always in the future. They're always tomorrow. So we can never really connect with them. Oh yeah. It's a little hard to make sure you're both speaking the same <laughs> language of time. <laughs> yeah, putting aside actual language barriers, there's like, okay, when I say it's Saturday, I don't mean your Saturday. I mean, our Saturday. What is yours? Yeah, and it, that's a whole thing. Yeah. I ha- no, I have I- had some fun with my friend David who lives in Japan because I've mm-hmm. I've I've I, it's been a while since I've done it, but I did I used to do stuff like that. It's like oh, it's tomorrow there. Who won the game? Yeah, yeah, you know, stuff like that. For sure, for sure. Uh, and I just reminded myself that the Bears are now out of the playoffs because. I oh mean, can we act yeah. surprised though? Yes, because really? the de- defense was doing really really well. It was just tons of stupid things that eh, I don't want to talk about it. So, yeah, so this was a rough year for me in a lot of ways. And there was a, there was a swath of time where you had to do a lot of episodes on your own. And by on your own, I mean that I had the computer there. <laughs> I could hear you. I, yeah. I had the camera yeah. off. I had the mic muted and I was taking care of mom and mm-hmm. doing other things while you were recording. So you had some favorite episodes there. You did an amazing job and I haven't given you enough on air. Thanks for that. Uh, but you, you held the ship together and, and kept us moving right along. Like I said, 46 episodes this year. So it was a, a good chunk of those that you, you had to do it all on your own. Oh, well, I'm glad that you were able to trust me with them. <laughs> we were still pretty new to each other at the time. Yep. Um, so I think my favorite of all the solo episodes that were that you just just me and the guest uh, had to be Alison Epstein, oh, nice. um, and Alison Epstein. I and I, this is this is total disclosure. Um, I don't think my bias is operating here, but I should remind everyone who may or may not remember that specific episode that Alison Epstein and I are agency sisters. Um, we're both represented by Jabberwocky Literary, but specifically we're both represented by Bridget Smith at Jabberwocky. So we're very much sisters. Um, and there's this ongoing joke um, amongst the various people represented by Bridget Smith um, that she she has a type, so to speak, and that that type <laughs> is the person you want to be sitting next to at the dinner party. Um, now, I need you to pause for a moment and reflect on what it would be like if all like 25, 30 of her clients were to get together at a dinner party and realize that this would be deeply exhausting. So it may not necessarily be a great schema, like at, in its gestalt, right? <laughs> like if you actually do the whole thing, you might regret it. Uh, but in small doses, we're wonderful and, and we're, we're a lot of fun. Um, but Allison is uh, one of my agency sisters and she lives in Chicago and it is sort of ridiculous that we have never met in person. Um, and so despite the fact that, you know, she's all of like 25 miles away from my house, somehow we haven't met in person. Um, but she is wonderful and hilarious and um, has a dry and wry sense of humor, which is pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much pretty much our, our jam over here. It's how we do. That's awesome. That is awesome. You know, it's funny because I know that a lot of agents do have a type. They really mm-hmm. do. And I think it's just the, the, they're playing their strong. They're playing to their strengths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they recognize a person that they can, they can A, work with and get along with and, and B, help and, and, and guide through the, the publishing quagmire. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the idea of a type can encompass a lot of different things, right? Sometimes it's what the person behind the book is like, like this is the Mm -hmm. sort of person I want to work with. Sometimes it's that there's a certain type of writing that they 
that there's a quality to the writing that they end mm-hmm. up representing where it's, it's has, it always has like an edge of dark humor or it's always going to be like new weird on some level or I don't know, pick your thing. Right. Um, and sometimes, sometimes their type is, is themselves as like a brand. Like they want to almost have like a, sometimes they refer to it as a stables of authors. Like you want to mm-hmm. have like a few over here who do this genre and a few over here who do that. Yeah. Um, there are definitely some agents who subscribe to the idea that no, I, I don't want them to have a lot of common ground because I don't want to be shopping books that compete for one another, as it yeah. were, like competing for market share. Um, and then there are some other agents who are like, "Fuck it, man, I'm going to represent what what my jam is." So, yeah. I I just had this image of like a, an agent going to to some publisher and going, "Yeah, if you don't take all nine of these, you don't get this one." I mean, <laughs> in the history of publishing, there may have been a couple of agents who had that amount of flex. I don't think that, that that is a thing that happens anymore. But I'm willing to believe that like there was some like Mad Men era, 50s, 60s power broker type people who could have sort of sauntered into a room and, and made demands. <laughs> That's scary, actually. Yeah. It really is. It really is. I don't know. I don't know. So, so that was your favorite. Did you have any others or any other standouts during that time? I mean, I mean, a, a big part for me of what stands out about that time is, and no, no offense to our guests, is less the guests themselves hmm. than it is the idea of how do you, as a podcaster, create some kind of energy and some kind of engagement with this person when there's one less person to sort of be bouncing that around the room. Sure. You know, there's there's one less uh, brain to come up with an idea of a direction that this needs to move in. There's one less um, pair of ears listening who gets a sense of when when this thread has sort of played itself out and when you need to move along or whatever. And um, given that, a lot of it was just like this deeply self-conscious period for me where I was like, don't fuck it up, Townsend. Don't <laughs> fuck it up, Townsend. <laughs> like, like, there's so many ways you can fuck this up, Townsend. Um because in most situations where I'm just like let loose to talk, it's it's one of two things. It's either a student comes to my office for office hours, and that means they have a they have a problem and they've come to me for a solution, and it's my job to talk them through it. Or it's a class, and it's my job to like hold forth in a way that will engage them to meet me halfway. And a podcast is neither of those things. Like those two skill sets are ten percent helpful. <laughs> like maybe 15 on if, if you know, the stars align, but like they're, it, yeah. it can't be about you. We, we, we don't talk about it, but we do. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of stuff that happens before the listener hears anything. There's things that you say to the guest. There's things that I say to the guest and my stuff is almost always designed to make them laugh and relax mm-hmm. a little bit. And that's all on purpose. You know, it's, it goes back to a long time ago when I used to do the three rules of podcasting. I did that to make people laugh and also because I didn't want to talk about that stuff. But the, the, the funny thing is it just, it, it, it goes to what you're saying. It's trying to, it's trying to get them to relax a little bit and realize that this is going to be a good, fun experience for them. It's not going to be weird. It's not going to be awkward. Yeah. We're not going to be asking them, you know, uh, what childhood trauma made you decide to write a character like this? Like, like we're not going to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and it's just, it's all, it's all about setting them at ease and, and then just trying to have that good conversation. I think another element of it that's a little bit tricky is... Authors come, I think, with different goals to be on the podcast. I think some are just kind of happy to be on and to feel included and and to be sort of present. And others are very much like this is this is a marketing time. And well, and you can tell who's been coached by someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, And 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 oftentimes, you know, it's 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 pimp your book, pimp your book, pimp your book. Right. Book, 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 book. Yeah, and there there can there's often not any way of knowing which version of that person is going to be showing up uh, because so often things are brokered through publicists. Um, 
and and to be honest, a lot of times when things are brokered directly by an author, um, sometimes it is even more the sort of the, the feeling that they're there to, to push the book. And I'll I'll pause here for a moment to say, as someone who has had books to push before, like I feel that I really do, yeah. and and I have tried to think a lot about where the sweet spot exists between the comfortable conversation and then let's try to loop it back to the book so that this feels like it's, I don't want to frame it as worth their while because I think we're worth their while no matter what, Patrick, <laughs> I really do. We're worth yeah, it. We're good enough and smart enough and doggone it. People like us. There's just a difference between, and and I, I, I would be willing to bet that you've been on the panel with this person. The topic is, your favorite rainbows Mm -hmm. and you're sitting on the panel and the moderator says, so, you know, they look down the table. So, you know, what's, what's, what's your favorite rainbow? Well, as I mentioned in my book, my favorite rainbow is blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. Do you have a second favorite rainbow? Well, as mentioned in my book, I have a favorite, like there's always that person, right? No matter what the topic is, they're always trying to tie it back to their book. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's all about the marketing for the book. And what I think is that that falls flat with the listener. Well, the reality of it is... the listener's smart. They understand. They know what you're doing. It's like like the old sales thing. So, Tracy, I think you'd be interested in this car, Tracy. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of car that would work really well for you and your family, Tracy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying your name to build rapport, Tracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the other thing is I I don't want the listener to feel that the only way for them to derive value out of listening to an episode is if they read the book. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather I, I would than love listen to the episode, love the author and go, oh my God, I'm going to go get that book because right. it just sounds awesome. Like, I, like if, if the episode becomes a discovery mechanism... Yeah. then awesome. If they're listening to the episode because they already know the author and their stuff, awesome. If they're listening to the episode and they don't like the author's work, but we get a good conversation out of the author, awesome. Like there are so many ways in which the 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 ship, the, the the shilling of a specific book doesn't necessarily have to be at the center of what makes for a good experience for the listener and what can still yield a good experience for the author, right? Yeah. Everybody can be happy. We can all get what we want here. But isn't it isn't it funny that there are episodes where we get the end and we haven't talked about the book hardly at all? And yeah. I feel guilty. I do. I feel guilty at that point. But it's funny because nine times out of ten, the author will go, this has been the best conversation ever. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there's something there's something to be said for letting people be who they are, and to some mm-hmm. extent, you know, also getting out of their way as they do it. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, English teacher slash authory ambitions being what they are, I, I tend to be the one who pushes the conversation back towards the book a little bit more often. Um, and that's fine. And but but I think that's because I'm better at that than I, I'm never going to out Patrick Patrick folks. Um, and so, and so I'm not going to play that game. Like it's not, it's not, I kind of want to unpack that. that. Let's, let's unpack that a little bit. <laughs> what are units of Patrick first? We have to define it as a measurement system. Um, is, 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 do you measure it as like a volume based thing? Is it like an amplitude based thing? You know, can we put it on a scale? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what kind of um, does does the Patrick system relate to metric or to the English system? Like, like oh, can't possibly afford that. That's four and a half Patricks. That's very dear. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw something today that that I think is is a unit of Patrick measurement, um, hmm. and I want to say that this was posted. Uh, oh, I cannot. I never pronounce her name correctly. Maya. Maya? Okay. Maya Keith? Uh, I encourage all of you to make eggs Benedict for breakfast on Christmas morning. Why? That's when everyone's home for the holidays. Oh. Oh. Oh, I felt that. Oh, it's like heartburn. 
except it actually personally <laughs> dislikes me. It's like, wow. No, there's no place like <laughs> no, 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 don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God I'm not drinking. <laughs> I mean, I mean, as in like beveraging at the moment. I am also not uh, drinking, drinking. Although, honestly, you know, you could persuade anyone of anything at this moment. I think. <laughs> so to turn it on you a little bit, what was we did a lot of picks this year? Yeah, and and I didn't expect you to go through all your notes and figure out all your like. But is there something this year that was one of your favorite things that you consumed? It stood or, the test of time. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good question. Can I make you answer that while I flip through my notes? Because I do write down what my picks are. Well, there was lots of things this year that I liked, and and most of it was television stuff. You know, mm. uh, Reservation Dogs on Hulu mm-hmm. is really really good. If you haven't seen that, please do get back on Disney Plus. Oh yeah. I I got to tell you, the Beals are getting me through the holidays for the most part. I have I have a a playlist on mm-hmm. my Spotify that's called comfort food. Yeah. And that's just basically all the, the songs that I grew up with songs that I love, but I also have a Beatles playlist. And a lot of times when I am feeling particularly down or struggling is when I go kind of go home to mama and, and I'll listen to the Beatles. I've been listening to the Beatles a lot, a yeah. lot. So that get back from Peter Jackson really hit the spot. I mean, it was, it was just amazing. And I ended up searching out some George interviews. Cause there was, there was an interesting takeaway from it in that George, at least the George in get back did not like the movies that they made, did not want to do the movies anymore. Like help yeah. and a hard day's night. Like he didn't want to do another movie like that. Mm-hmm. He just didn't, he just wasn't into it. And I found that really fascinating because he is responsible for a lot of movies that otherwise wouldn't have been made. Like he financed movies that wouldn't like, like the adventures of Baron Munchausen. George yeah. Harrison yeah. did that. Anyway, I, I found an interview of him uh, on the Dick Cavett show. And he went on after John and Yoko did. And so he was talking quite a bit about that interview. But one of the things that he said that that struck me was that he would have, you know, he the the breakup of the Beatles obviously hurt, but he was stuck. He was a songwriter who could never get his songs on an album. He got one, maybe two songs per album. And at that rate, he would have needed to do another hundred Beatles albums before oh, he got through the songs that he wrote in 1965. Wow. That's, wow. that's really telling, you know, and, and he did that's a lot. Yeah. And, and so his point being that, that he never would have gotten all his songs out if he'd stayed a Beatle. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, the get back thing was huge for me. Uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was huge. I loved that. WandaVision, Marvel's What If, all the stuff that's coming out on Disney Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. Titans on HBO Max, Young Justice on HBO Max, Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. These are all things that that were just really fun for me. And then, of course, we can't not mention Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, I think, is the big winner of American Hearts in 2021. Yeah. I yeah. think the runaway favorite right there. Yes. And then also I discovered uh, something that everybody else already knew about, mm. which was Murderbot. Yeah. I discovered Murderbot in 2021. So, Oh my God. So Corwin uh, read Murderbot for mm-hmm. um, his, one of his, they do what they call choice readings at school, which is really just a pick your own book thing. And mm-hmm. they're supposed to give, um, create some kind of artifact or do a presentation or whatever that is about their choice reading. But the key is it can't be spoilery. So it has to be like a non-spoilery, uh, almost kind of like a pitch for their book and like why other people should be reading it or involving themselves in it. And so he read All Systems Read on my recommendation. Um, and he ended up doing, his presentation was a murder bot cooking show. <laughs> I'm going to have to see if he's going to let me send you the video uh, be because awesome. it is amazing. Um, <laughs> it's it's filmed in the first person in our kitchen with with him combining things that have no business being combined together 
as a sort of allegory for Murderbot. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. And um, he he uses uh, pictures of the state of Florida as the bread in the Murderbot sandwich that he's making because, <laughs> quote, the planet that the, that All Systems Bread takes place on is hot, full of things that want to kill you, and is insane. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that works. That works. Um, so what about you? Anything anything stand out now that you've paged through your notes? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I... And I've categories of picks, as it were. Um, I tend to pick, you know, books and shows and games and things like that, same as you. Um, and the runaway favorite for me of the year in terms of shows that I watched had to be The Good Place. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it went from being what I was supposed to be watching with just the Husbeast into a family thing with Deirdre. Um, and it, I, people say things like this, and it always strikes me as a little bit corny, but I'm being sincere here. It really was transformative in the sense of changing my sense of what a 21 minute long recurring comedy series can do what it could get away with my sense of what Michael Shore is capable of as a, as a creative force. Um, so of course I was delighted to see that the last episode, uh, ended up winning the, um, Hugo for short form, uh, which came up just, just recently. Cause, cause we just had Worldcon last weekend. Um, so that, that's my runaway sort of cinematic or, or silver screen favorite right there. Um, <laughs> In terms of, of other stuff, deeply, 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 deeply love the board game um, Calico. So for those of you who don't remember, I recommended Calico long, long ago, like very beginning of 2021, because it was one of my Christmas gifts. Um, and it was a really, really great experience. So Calico is a board game where the whole theme is you are trying to make a quilt that will attract cats to take a nap on it. And there's actually an extremely brain burny rich board game operating here. So that if you are into like, you know, strategic placement and and optimizing, you know, point scores and your, the delta of one play versus another and things like that, if that if that's your language, believe it or not, this frickin' quilting game with kitties <laughs> would 100% be your jam and is also adorable. Um, and we figured out ways to make it like scale so that so that Deirdre and, and Corwin can play with it and, and all of that. Um, so whew. so that, that's definitely a huge, huge, huge pick for me. And I had so many books that, you know, I went through a novella streak for a while. You did, yeah. Um, of which I repent nothing. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, for me, I think ultimately the, the runaway favorite of... Um, the runaway favorite book wise had to be Helene Wecker's uh, The Hidden Palace, um, which you would enjoy a whole lot more if you'd read her first book, The Golem and the Genie, but I, I think can be picked up as a as a just walking in the door book. It's a real slow burn. Like you're going to read the first quarter of the book and be like, what the hell is even happening here? And then you're going to get past the halfway point and your life belongs to her now. Um, you are merely renting it for the periods of time that you will do other things. It is just this remarkable trajectory of energy and like her pulling all the threads come together where you're like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Like <laughs> the plot shouldn't work and yet it's working like this. And she's she has my permission to take like seven years to write a book anytime if it's going to result in that. That's totally fine by me. That's awesome. That's that's high <laughs> praise right there. Yeah, I'll wait seven years. I'll wait seven years. Yeah, I'm going to be here. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so one of the things that we talked about as we're kind of getting to the probably probably needing to think about letting our fair listeners go soon. Um, one of the things that we talked about was what's coming up in 2022 or, or sort of new formats or new ideas for 2022. And so I'm, I'm going to softball something at you here. See what you think, Patrick. But I've been wondering what questions from listeners that we could deal with on air, so to speak, would be like. Mm -hmm. Um, because one thing that we have not done a lot of, except as, you know, someone, someone is sick or there's been a mishap of some kind or, or whatever else, um, we haven't done a lot of just us episodes where from the beginning we intended it to be a just us episode. Um, 
mostly they've happened because you know we're pulling something from the patron feed uh, to fill in a, a gap that's occurred in the schedule because of some mishap. Um, but I know that you and John, you know, would do them from time to time with each other rather than having guests and things. And it's made me sort of wonder if we could. There's enough interest out there from the listeners, and not not necessarily just the patrons either, um, to to toss questions our way. We could have a, a question grab bag. I think that'd be fine. Yeah, as long, yeah. As, long as we had a theme for it. Yeah, help help organize it a little bit so that it is perhaps less wildly freewheeling than it would otherwise be. Yeah, yeah that'd be fine. You gonna organize that? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Patrick's like, I, I smell a setup when I, all the way through Zencaster here. And I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not just sitting fighting. here going, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, hmm, I wonder if I can talk Tracy into putting together that curriculum. Oh, yeah. Well, that was supposed to happen. That was supposed to happen this spring. And uh, that ended up not happening because the pandemic got the better of me. But, oh my but God. yeah. I'm there's, so there's, tired there's... of the pandemic. I would love yes. for it to just go away. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I would love for us to get back to the point where the only thing we have to worry about, in all honesty, is Concred. Yeah. Let me go back yeah. to our. We don't our, have to look back on cases of Concred and wonder yeah. if they were if My they were Facebook the big end. Today. Yeah, yeah. Concred would be nice. Yes. So yeah, uh, I think that's a great idea. Uh, we could probably figure out a way to do that. There's to, probably to a probably some questions. space in there too for a for a functional nerds reading club too like what if you know just short stories or things just small stuff I just I told think. you the story of the sf signal book club and now you want to <laughs> maybe we'll just do dead people <laughs> maybe we'll just do dead people they complain less it's so much less sense uh, you know it's 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 i don't know i don't i i don't think that i have particularly weird tastes but i could be completely and absolutely wrong in that so it's just funny that it, there have been a few times when you've said, and basically I'm, I'm, I'm dancing all around the topic, but right, right, right. that I brought up myself that, you know, there, there's the whole thing where I didn't like a book that was supposed mm -hmm. to be the first book in the book club. And then the book club died, but it's, it's just funny that there's been a few times, just a, a small handful of times when you, you've been really excited and say, Hey, I just booked XYZ author. And I'm like, oh, okay. And you're like, why aren't you more excited? I uh, didn't really like their book. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's been a couple of those. Yeah. Just a yeah. Few, just a but few. you're a and consummate I, it, professional, sir. And, and it's always hilarious because I, I don't mean to bring you down, but you kind of get a little down. And I'm like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And then the episode's fine. You're like, oh, the episode was fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never doubt your Patrick. Never <laughs> doubt your Patrick. That sounds like, I think we just came up with a, that's a t-shirt right there. Never doubt your Patrick. Yeah. And then, and then, and then Nickelodeon will sue us for, for some sort of SpongeBob infringement. Who knows? Oh, oh, well, it does have to be really careful about the iconography. No confusing Hamiltonian sort of, um, you know, icons or references or things. All right. So let's wrap this thing up. You know, we're going to wrap this up like we did in 2021. We're just going to say, Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you, Tracy, for, for being here and being a great partner on the show. Thank you, and Patrick, for you making have a... me have the easier part of the job. <laughs> I hope you and your family have a great end of the year. I know there's lots of stuff going on between now and New Year's. So, Indeed. I hope you and yours are well and that you get to see lots of the people who you want to see and none of the people you don't. <laughs> that sounds like a Bilbo Baggins thing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. And it's that time of the show where the episode is over. But you want more. Well, you can't stay here. But you don't have to go home either. Unless you want to go home, in which case you can totally go home. But you still need something to listen to, right? Because this episode is over. Well, have I got a deal for you? It's called Beyond the trope. And it's a podcast that's eerily similar to this one. Hmm. Anyway, Giles and Michelle are the forces behind Beyond the Trope. And they have a new episode every week, just like we have a new episode every week. 
They talk with best-selling authors, award-winning actors, and other leaders in the creative community, and then share those interviews over at their website, beyondatrope.com. Isn't that convenient? So again, if you're looking for something else to listen to now that this episode is over, go check them out at beyondthetrope.com. They even have a Patreon with extra stuff for people who back them, just like we do. So if you like what they do, visit their Patreon and back them. And as always, if you like what we do, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash functionalnerds and back us. We have tons of cool things. Now, I've got this theory about Doctor Who Flux. It all begins back in a 1976 episode in the Tom Baker... Wait, wait, no, no, don't, don't fade out. This stuff is important. People want to hear this.